I'm Grace. And I'm Kaylee. And welcome back to What the Book. And today we are going to be reviewing The Back of the Turtle by Thomas King. But literally before we get into that, we need to disclose. <laughs> We're filming as, this in a car. As the as another car drives by. So you guys You guys are not only going to be hearing cars, you're going to be hearing trees because we're right underneath one. It's pretty though. It is pretty. And a bird. Birds, I mean, plural. There's multiple. (laughs) It's it's good vibes today. It is. But it's also, all of our um, recording spots were compromised. Yeah. So we had to make do. We went to record at my house and then uh, my bedroom is right near my neighbor's backyard. And my neighbors decided to start blasting music. Literally the second we hit record. Yeah. So we then went to my basement and then my air conditioner was on, obviously, because it's summer. So, um, so then we ran out of spots. We had to pivot. Anyway, so the back of the turtle. (laughs) I'll read the back. (laughs) When Gabriel Quinn, a brilliant scientist, abandons his laboratory and returns to Smoke River Reserve, where his mother and sister lived, he finds that almost everyone in the community has disappeared. Even the sea turtles are gone, poisoned by an environmental disaster known as the Ruin. The only signs of life Gabriel finds are a stray dog named Soldier, an enigmatic bossy woman named Mara, a kid named Sony who runs a dilapidated... Dilapidated? Dilapidated. We could both be wrong. I don't know. Guys, just... Pretend you very pretend you know what word I just said. Motel with his absentee dad and a rascally old soul named Nicholas Crisp. The fact is, Gabriel was the chief architect of the disaster, and he has come to Smoke River to witness the destruction he created and to drown himself in the sea. But as he prepares to let the water take him, he sees a young girl in the waves. Plunging in, he saves her and is soon saving others. Who are these people with their long black hair and almond eyes who seem to have fallen from the sky? The Back of the Turtle draws on Christian and Native mythology and on King's own unmistakable instinct for mischief mischief, to give us a cockeyed Garden of Eden for our times. Showcasing King's brilliant wit and trademark wordplay, this is a funny, smart, sometimes confounding, and altogether unforgettable tale of betrayal, salvation, and the resilience of life. Well, good one. Thank you. You're so welcome. So this book, so we decided to review this book for National Indigenous Peoples Day, which is... I mean, depending on when you're listening to this, today, uh, Wednesday, June 21st. Yeah. And um, then, sorry, go ahead. No, that's almost. <laughs> yeah. Th- that's, that's it. And I took an Indigenous literature class this semester, and I read several novels, which I did not know I had to read, and then I signed up for the class, and I was like, oh. I'm not complaining, because that's my degree, to read, but I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> Four novels on top of the six in my other class, mm-hmm. on top of the three. Anyway. <laughs> oh, that's a motorcycle. There's so much going on today. I'm gonna just leave some of this chaos in. You should. Yeah. I think it's a sign of the times. So when we realized that, like, we wanted to do an episode for Indigenous Peoples Day, Kaylee was like, Grace, what was your favorite book in the class? And I was like, this one. Moral this of that, not moral of the story. In a nutshell. Which is interesting, because you gave this one three stars on Goodreads. So the fact that this is your favorite <laughs> is um a little concerning for okay. the choices. Okay. So I read the four novels I had to read in that class were Ceremony by Leslie Monko, I believe. I'm doing this for memory, so I don't know if I got the authors right. But Ceremony by Leslie Monko. People of the Whale by Linda Hogan, this one, which is by Thomas King, 
and Marrow Thieves, which is by Sherry Demoline, I think. Okay. Marrow Thieves is pretty popular in Canada, okay. if you're a Canadian listener. Marrow Thieves, yes. yes yeah, yes. like, it's um, taught in high schools now. Mm-hmm. I never read it in high school, and I actually never read it in this class, because mm-hmm. I'm awful. Mm-hmm. It got to the point... Kaylee's read this a million times, but it got to the point where, like, I was reading, like, so much. I was just, like, running out of time, and I just never got around to reading Marrow Thieves because I had so many other things to read. I've heard really good things about it. Yeah. And I'm sure I would have liked that one. Um, I feel bad. I didn't really care for Ceremony. I think it was the language that it used. And I really liked People of the Whale. Yeah. That one, I remember when Grace told me the options, um... I tried, I went to Indigo, and I actually looked for People of the Whale. I wanted to do that one first, but I could not find it anywhere in Indigo, and I found the back of the turtle instead. People of the Whale, so, I think, is it's harder to find. Yeah. Because I did the same thing. Like, I didn't go through the university to get my books for this class or any of my classes last semester. Like, I went to local bookstores, and then they didn't have a lot of them, so I had to go to Indigo. Mm-hmm. Um, but even after going to Indigo, like, I couldn't find a lot, and I had to order a lot of them online because they weren't mm-hmm. available in stores. Yeah. So, that's probably why. Which I think is very eye-opening for, like, the representation of Indigenous literature in bookstores. Oh, my God, yeah. And the availability of it. Yeah, like, once I took this class, because I only read the four books in this class, but obviously, like, she referenced a lot of other novels. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, we were talking about, like, this author has a lot of novels. I feel like that's why he's in Indigo, because he is Mm -hmm. more popular. Um, but, like, they're hard to come by, mm-hmm. even, like, quote-unquote, like, popular Indigenous authors. Yeah. Because, like, it just, it showed for, like, representation in Indigenous, like, popular authors isn't even enough compared to, like, unpopular, mm-hmm. like, white authors, I guess you could say. Yeah. Okay, so what did you rate this book? I rated it three stars, but it would have been, like, two and a half stars. Okay. For me. Why? I just, like, didn't get it. like i weirdly could not stop reading like once i started reading it i was like intrigued yeah okay you know what yes i was like huh like i don't really know what's going on but like the narration was very unique especially for one character sony Mm -hmm. he had like the phrase like wham and wham wham hammer hammer Mm -hmm. i don't know why but like was that entertaining to read yeah and same with um that uh one of the point of views there's about like five and one is because this is about like a biological like disaster and all of that one of the mm-hmm. point of views is from the ceo of the company that like were you just like feral when he was reading like weren't you just like mad yes but i was also so fascinated by his point of view that was i think that was my favorite one really yeah I like mean, favorite as in like you love to hate like it was just so fascinating, like, hearing him, like, the speed at which I read those chapters, like, it, they were a lot easier to read, and I think it was supposed to mimic, like, the busyness and, like, the speed of, like, business. Do you know what oh. I mean? Like, even the way, like, him and his assistant Winter talked. Yes. Like, there, it was very, like, quippy, very, like, zero, like, not a lot of dialogue tags, a lot of, like one two like right bang 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 right after each other so when you're reading it it like feels more fast yeah that's a good point which i don't know there's just something so fascinating about it and i find he had a very interesting storyline there was a lot going on i won't get too into it mm-hmm. but he had a lot going on and like his just like made sense i think i liked <laughs> his because like i i could follow it mm-hmm. 
I don't know what was going on in the other point of views. I really, like, I was just confused. Okay. Like, what are your thoughts? Um, okay, well, if I'm being honest. Be honest. I didn't finish the book. Okay. Because, <laughs> because again, I ran out of time. Like, this is no hate to the author, the genre, anything. It was is because that, I was reading it for school. Is the dog tag where you left off? I think so. But, okay, so, um, I have Audible. This is not an ad. But, like... <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> right? I have Audible, and I had a whole bunch of credits saved up on Audible. Mm-hmm. So, whenever... For, like, the... For my school books, I got them on Audible, because it was technically free. And I got the physical copy. Mm-hmm. So, I could, like, annotate it and take notes in class and, like, have page references. But I also had the audiobook, because, like, to commute to school, it's, like, a half an hour drive. Yeah. So, for that half an hour, I'd put on, like, the book that I had to read that school for a week. Oh, yeah. So, I got further than page 275. Oh, but yeah. But I got to page 275 in the physical book. Okay. So, I didn't technically finish it, but I know what happens, obviously, because we mm-hmm. talked about it in class, and I literally included it in my final essay, which I kind of felt wrong doing. That's intense. Yeah. My, oh my essay? Can I talk about my essay? Go it's for kind of it. has to do with it. Obviously. Go for it. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. I turned my school brain off. It was like, um, was it about indigenous racism? Oh, oh, it was like, um, the fact that, like, um, Western science cannot exist without, like, the knowledge of, like, without indigenous knowledge and indigenous spirituality, how they kind of go, like, hand in hand. Yeah. Like, in the Western world, like, we do rely on Western medicine, but at the same time, like, we shouldn't just, like, disregard indigenous beliefs, which we do, sadly. Yeah. And then I use, like, this as an example because, like, it was, like, a, not a natural disaster, like, a science disaster what is that called biological yeah it was like a yeah yeah so i use this I as an example ecological ecological good word thank you <laughs> yeah so this i used the other novels in it too so i did like it like out of all of the books i read for that class this is my favorite because i thought it was like the easiest language to understand mm-hmm. okay so i think we're gonna get into spoilers so if you haven't read it read it and come back absolutely it's not, like, it's an easy read. It is. I burned through it pretty quick. Like, I was just telling Grace. It's a woman. Oh, queen. <laughs> I read about 200 pages yesterday. And, like, it was Father's Day yesterday, so... Like, I wasn't, like, reading nonstop, and I burned through it pretty quick. Like, I was able to read, like, 50 pages in, like, a half hour. Yeah. Like, it was pretty easy. I found the one thing... Like, all of the storylines, like, made sense, obviously, because all the characters are connected in some way, but I, it was a little chaotic to follow, like, five different points of view. Yeah. I love, like, multiple points of view, mm-hmm. but, like, five. Yeah, it, it was a lot, especially because, like, I don't, I don't know, like, I feel like we could have done without Nicholas Crisps. What was okay. he talking about the whole time? <laughs> what was the point, like... I get the point of his character, like, you need, like, the crazy old guy, but, like, why, like, we didn't need his perspective. Interesting. I didn't know what he was talking about half the time. I have, so I, I, I have my, like, notes from school, and Mm -hmm. I have Nicholas Crisp, I have a whole thing for him. Oh my god. Um, 
Oh, so one of the key things we talked about in class is that they never explain, like, where he's from. Yeah. And, like, it never explicitly says that he's indigenous, but he does have an indigenous mindset and respect for the land that he's on. Mm-hmm. But, and, he like, know- and he knows the stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it never, I don't think it, like, explicitly says that he's indigenous. Yeah. Um, he's Sonny's uncle. Yeah, I guess. Which that was like not I, that crucial, but I mean, I wasn't expecting that, and I think Sunny's um, storyline is also really upsetting. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that like he constantly was like thinking that his dad was alive and was just neglecting him. Like that was sad. That pulled on my heartstrings a little, especially like his wanting of like friends and to not be lonely. So, oh, that really gets to me. Yeah, like storylines like that always get me. Like, the lonely kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, that did hurt. Sunny. Mm-hmm. I haven't read this in, obviously, a while, so I forgot about the pain. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was constantly trying to do things to, like, impress his dad, thinking that, like, it'd make his dad, like, I guess, like, talk to him more, but, like, obviously uh- he didn't, you know, his dad was dead, so. Yeah. What was up with the dog? Oh, soldier? Yeah, why was the dog, like, so, like, human? And why did Nicholas Crisp keep on acting like the dog was actually talking? I feel like he was personified. I don't want to, like, say this and, like, be a little wrong. But, like, just from my experience, like, a lot of the times, like, animals are personified in indigenous literature. So maybe oh. it's, like, a connection to that. I agree. I don't want to... We don't want to assume. We also, again, need to preface this by saying that, like, we're not Indigenous ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, like, we don't fully... Like, oh, we've both taken, like, classes. Have you taken a class? No. I'm taking one in approximately um, seven, a week. A, literally a week from now. Oh, my God. Yeah. My, my summer class starts. So exciting. So, like, I've taken classes, Kaylee will take a class, and just, like, an effort to educate ourselves more Mm -hmm. on, like, the history, on reconciliation, on everything. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we're never going to be able to, like, fully sympathize with, like, indigenous people, their identities, or their past. Mm -hmm. But, again, like, we talked about this when we reviewed The Hate You Give, like, as a book podcast, it's kind of our, blanking on the word, not duty obligation yeah like it's like our obligation to like preach about all literature and like expand our horizons we said we want to diversify the reading this year yeah like this is was this your first indigenous author that you read it was to my knowledge true like you never know like there obviously could be authors that are of indigenous descent that we like we just didn't know about but this was like my first like indigenous novel with an indigenous author like all of that okay it was like yeah so yeah because i know a lot of times too like for Marrow Thieves, for example, the author is Sherry Demoline. Mm-hmm. Might be butchering that last name. I apologize. It's a French name. Mm-hmm. And she's indigenous, but she's Métis. Okay. And, like, for reference, like, my mom's name is Sherry. Okay. But, like, you know, so when I see the name Sherry, I don't think of, like, indigenous. Mm-hmm. Or, like, or, like, Métis. Yeah. Like, I usually just think of French because my mom's French. Mm-hmm. But, so I feel like, like, you might have. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. But I've never... Before this this author, Thomas King. Yeah. Like, it's literally right in front of us. And I'm like, oh, a random author? Yeah. No, but still, I get what you mean, yeah. It's kind of like hiding in plain sight, obviously, but... Mm -hmm. I have hair. 
But I've never read anything of, like, indigenous historical fiction, I guess mm-hmm. you can call it. Historical fiction. Anyway, I totally got sidetracked. You were talking about Sunny. I just went off, went off on a tangent. No, that's all I have to Still say about Sunny. Oh, then I commented on the dog. Oh, yes, that's how we got here. But that makes sense. I just thought the dog was, like, superhuman or something. But it makes sense that it's symbolism. I feel like it might be symbolic. I don't have any notes on the dog to reference. I d- there was definitely more. I think, like, everyone's stories were good. Like, even Gabriel and Mara's stories on their own, they're, like, heartbreaking to think about. They're very intriguing. I like their stories. Yeah, but there was just so much going on. Like There was. And it was all heavy, too. Yeah. And, like, there was just always fog. And, like, I was a little confused on the layout with, like, the hot springs and the reserve and the town. And they kept on, like... I was confused about the layout, too. Like, they kept on making references. And I'm like, okay, where are they living? So, like, picturing this book and, like, their setting, I don't know how else to explain it other than, like, it's all just, like, some foggy, like, mysterious fantasy type of land. Because mm. I literally, I can't tell you anything about, like where they were living i know they're living in trailers but i think they're living in town but then because mara moved back to the reserve but then they went to the reserve but then they're by the ocean and i thought this took place in canada but they're by the ocean so like i think so it they takes kept, so they came on talking about toronto oh wait so you're i right. thought but that's the thing so is demidian or whatever it's called is that in toronto and then the reserve is in british columbia because i know they talked about that but then like even the location was just in my opinion, done a little poorly. It could have been explained a little better. Yeah, I just feel like it wasn't that clear. Yeah. You're just used to having maps in all that, of your books. That, I am. But, you, I don't know, there was just a lot of reference as if, like, everyone knew the layout already. Of mm. Well, to answer your question, because I just Googled it, Dominion International is in Toronto, but then the reserve is in British Columbia. Oh, so I was right. Yeah. Dominion's a real company. Is this based off a real story? No, but I'm looking up... So did this author just trash a random company? Wait, native... I think Smoke River Reserve is real, based on a quick Google. I know that's not much. No, it's not. Oh, wait. Oh, there's another bug. Is real. I don't know. I can't find anything about Smoke River Reserve. Yeah, so I feel like I couldn't find anything online about Smoke River Reserve being real. But so you were right to be confused, I guess. But you got it right that it's in Toronto and British Columbia. Because they just kept on making so many references about like Toronto and British Columbia and the reserve. And like I was confused. I don't. It just like that part. Like I was just confused the whole time. Yeah. But you weren't because you got it. Like. What is his name? I'm blanking. Oh, Dorian Asher. Dorian. Because I feel like, because like you were saying about the business thing, like going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like he was in Toronto, but then, I don't know. I feel like that's yeah. why I got confused. He was going everywhere. And then he was like talking about like buying houses in Hawaii. Orlando. Orlando. With his wife. But then his wife left him. Like, I. that's the thing. Like, it was like, he kept on dealing with disasters. He's sick and dying. His wife's leaving him. And in the meantime, he's like, I'm going to go shopping for watches. Like, it was just so interesting. Like, we talked about a lot of, a lot about him in my class because, like, he's very materialistic. Yeah. Because he's supposed to, like, contrast, like, the indigenous characters because, obviously, like, mm-hmm. um, 
like in post-colonization like obviously the western world became very materialistic mm-hmm. so it just kind of like represents that damn not to just school you no but like we're sitting good. in my car because but... maybe my 2.5 will reach an actual three star and like the book will you know that's my goal for this episode yeah good because i don't know it was enjoyable it was and honestly if anyone's on the fence about reading this and when you're starting a new genre it's hard to like read the audiobook yeah i really liked the audiobook it mm. i found it was easier to follow at the same time that like what we keep doing books from like my last semester of school and i was just so burnt out <laughs> so like take what i'm saying with a grain of salt because like i don't know much and same with me because like i read this while also just like losing my mind at work and everything like literally I'm... working full-time what was that this is a small town why are we driving like that i actually don't know what that is i'm kind of sad like okay i'm happy but i'm also sad that mara and gabriel didn't get together because there was enough build-up to it but there was mm-hmm. like tension between them but there wasn't and i feel like you could have had he could have done more with it and i get that wasn't the focus because it's not supposed to be a romance Leave it to novel. us to make it a romance novel. i can't help it you always look for the romance i love that i'm sorry but like don't apologize you like what you like i do and like there was like a, i don't know but i am kind of happy because i know like they ended it with like nicholas crisp like narrating how there might there's like kindleship no kindling there's fr- there's a friendship I don't know what I just tried to say. There's friendship between kinship? the two. Kinship? Kinship, yes. Thank you. There's kinship. <laughs> Kindling? <laughs> well, there's kinship between the two of them, but there's not actually, like, there's no room for, like, passion. I or, think like, that was safe. You're right, like, there was build-up to it, and in the beginning I was rooting for it. Like, mm-hmm. the tension. Yeah, and I feel like he could have continued building to lead to, like, that big, like, screaming thing where mm-hmm. he was, like... I'm the reason everyone's dead. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we could have got a screaming love confession. Miss, Like, we got, so, we could have oh, gotten some good angst. It had right. potential. <laughs> but, like, the author just didn't, like, obviously didn't focus on it because it wasn't the focus. And it wasn't the point. That's why I feel like if they did get together, it would have been, like, out of nowhere. Like, it would have been, like, oh, it doesn't feel right. Like, it would have felt like he was just making them you know end what? up yeah. together to end up together. Yeah. So that's why, like... I'm disappointed because there was potential, but I'm fine with how it did. And You're content. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. But that's... I didn't expect them to get together. I didn't think this was going to be a budding romance novel. Well, no, but there's there's sometimes, like, a little romance subplot. Yeah, a little subplot. Yeah. But I just did not get the vibe. Mm. Interesting. We also talked about, in my class, how this is, like like very realistic fiction because mm-hmm. again like another major topic like in this class was the idea of like environmental racism mm-hmm. and then how like with that big leak like of course it affected like the indigenous reserve there and yeah. killed like almost everyone and not that it wasn't like talked about mm-hmm. because it was but like you know like it wasn't like super like publicized or anything like that even mm-hmm. though like it was a like huge disaster for this community mm-hmm. and then like obviously it's still affecting the community like you see how it affects mara yeah and but it's kind of like brushed under the rug mm-hmm. like even um because they experienced like another leak like their dams broke or something mm-hmm. and like all of that yes. and like it was just kind of disturbing to see them like trying to like minimize 
like trying to minimize like how bad the disaster was yeah. because like, it ruined their company and the way that they were excited like because Dorian like every time he walked in he told like Winter he was like I want some good news right now and like she was like the prime minister just got stabbed or like there was a kill attempt on the because that removed all of their disasters off every single yeah page. that's what they call good news exactly so I, that's why it was like so interesting to see that part of Why are we zooming? I know. I pass that car all the time because it looks like mine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and its license plate is close to mine. Um, you know you live in a small town. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know funny. like a few cars because I know where they live. <laughs> I know where that car lives because their license plate is really close to mine. That's funny. And it's a black compact SUV. I'm exposing mm. my make and model. But, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I literally, I used a quote in my essay and I remembered it because I remember reading it and I was like, this is just so messed up. Like it was like, um, they had, when there was like the spill, Mm -hmm. they had, um, like trucks at the site or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like Dorian was like really happy that they were getting like pictures for the news about the cleanup. But then Dorian was saying how like, oh, like we all know that these trucks aren't doing anything yeah like that kind of thing Mm -hmm. like it it was just the total disregard it's funny because there's that part and then when he was in that interview on on guard and the woman was like oh yeah but like are you actually like are those cleanup crews doing anything and he was like well why would i spend millions of dollars on a crew just to do nothing dude like read the room and it's like literally that's what they're doing and he said it like oh i didn't even pick up on that yeah that's crazy like, he was just, like, his total, like, willful blindness, I guess you could call yeah. it. Yeah. Towards the situation. Like, it was just really disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why, like, I understand why you found, like, his point of view interesting. I just could not get behind it. Like, anything he was doing, I was just like, dude. It was, like, the villain's on. point of view. and that Yeah. True. It was the villain's point of view, which is always entertaining mm-hmm. in, like, a weird way. Yeah, and I liked how fast it was and how, and especially, like, when... And I thought this was also really interesting because they were talking about these horrible events and then he'd be thinking about something completely different. Yeah, like, he has, like, no empathy for other people. So, like, they'd be talking literally about, like, hundreds dying, but, like, it'd be, like, dialogue, dialogue, his thoughts being, like, hmm, where should I go for breakfast later on today? Yeah! Like, dialogue, dialogue. Like, sociopath! Yes! Oh, my... Yes, he was literally giving me sociopath vibes. And maybe that's why I loved it. Like, maybe, like scratch something in my psychology brain like because i was like oh like i want to get in there but like it was just so it was so interesting it's just interesting because i feel like are you an empath i am yeah i thought you were like we're both empaths Mm -hmm. so seeing someone like just totally not think like that and like be the polar opposite is so mind-boggling to me it really is that's that's what did it i think because all the other characters, like, they all... I don't know if I'd categorize them as empaths, but they... Mara didn't. No, like, she's not an empath, she li- but she's still, like... She literally kept on telling Gabriel to pretty much just kill himself. Yeah, I know. Like, she was like, oh, yeah, you're here to kill yourself? But it's not sunny out. Why are you doing it when it's not... Like, she was pretty much, like... That's true. Like, she was making... That was also funny to me. Just her, like, nonchalantness about him literally being suicidal. I feel like it really showed, like... How broken she kind of was yes like at one point she literally was like do it better next time like girl like, what? you need a hug 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was really interesting. I feel like that's how, like, King, like, um, like, materialized, like, the trauma of mm-hmm. the event. Yeah, because she's so used to death. Yeah. That, like, like another because death. Because of the experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, I could not even imagine, honestly. Yeah. And it's so weird that, like, even in 2023, like, stuff like this still happens. Yeah, and, and you won't really hear about it in the news. Still brushed under the rug. Yeah. As if. And it's always, like, the indigenous communities kind of getting, like, yes. the tail, not the tail end, like, the like the short stick. Yeah. And stuff like that. And it was really sad because I know at one point they started blaming it and, like, tried villainizing them. Talking about, like, yeah. oh, they're alcoholics, they're drug abusers, like, look at all the stuff that happens. Which, like, we learned about that in, like, some of my psychology classes and obviously how, like, it's not their fault. Like, it's also their situation and yeah. the poverty rates going on and, like... All of that. And the intergenerational trauma. Exactly. Like, it's not... Motorcycles are always so loud. I know. I guess it is a nice day. Like, I get it. It's a beautiful day out. We should not be this bad. <laughs> like, it's, we're literally mad that people are out and about enjoying this <laughs> nice Monday night. Helping the local economy. So, like, why... Like, okay, this is what I found. I liked how everything was connected. Like, I liked how, at the beginning, the people that he was bringing out of the water, it kind of felt like they were, like, these mystified creatures of myth. I was like, what is going on? But in reality, they were the, literally the crew of the toxic waste ship that Domitian lost Mm -hmm. and were trying to find. They were just the crew. It all comes together. Yeah, I liked that, but I was also like, not to be this way, why did they have such a big impact like what like literally this book like on the back of the book it's talking about these people he pulled out of the water like who are they like that's how it prompts this book oh true and they had like zero impact like they were brought up like maybe like two like it was like they were supposed to just be some like mystified like i thought this was like a fantasy almost type of thing because i thought it was supposed to be like they were supposed to be like the ghosts or something but they had just been some random people that were hanging out oh my god you're right I was like, what? Why was this so hyped up? I forgot that, like, I don't read synopsis at the back of the book. So, like, yeah, you're right. Like, do you get what I mean? Like, it was just built up like, and, like, is it... literally prompted to be that when they were just, like, some people that were literally just squatting in the town, actually, because their ship crashed. Yeah, like, who are these people with their long black hair and almond eyes who seem to have fallen from the sky? Like, you think they're, like, something out of myth. I mean, it kind of ties back to the whole idea of Dominion because, like, when you're reading that first chapter, I feel like you feel like the book is going in a whole different direction than it actually is, but then Mm -hmm. it kind of ties back to be like, oh, like, not, see, not that it ended up in the same direction, but, like, it was all connected at the end of the day. Yeah. And, like, it kind of, it tied, I think, like, indigenous spirituality. It says it in here. What does it say? How it draws on Christian and native mythology. I feel like that tied both of them together. The use of, like, those people. Okay, yeah. Like, Western values and indigenous values. Okay, I can see that. That might be a stretch. And then again, I think it was because of those people that it brought, started bringing people back into the town. Like, maybe they were a sign that, like, there was life being brought back to the oh town. Oh my god, that rebirth! Yeah. Being reborn! Yeah. Symbolism. So, like, maybe it was that, but, like, I don't know. I feel like it shouldn't have had as prevalent as a thing, and especially the synopsis. Which, that's, like, me being really picky. But I feel like the synopsis is a big deal. It like, is. that's the thing that, like, you read to define the book. So the fact that, like, 
I probably wouldn't have included it in the synopsis, but, like, I don't know, maybe we didn't get it. I still recommend this book, like, especially if you want to get into indigenous literature. I do, too. Because I feel like just because it wasn't, like, oh, okay, I liked it, but it wasn't particularly my cup of tea just for the fact that I was so confused. But I also was reading it for the sake of reading it for the podcast. Like, I never really would have picked it up on my own. And reading I think, it on your own terms is always different. Yeah, and I think that's why, like... And I had to read it under a deadline. Both of us did. So I think that also affected... Like, I feel like if we were reading this for our own personal enjoyment, other than, oh, it's like, so different. the like, podcaster for school, like, maybe it would have been... It's so different. Like, I, this past... Even, like, just for 2023, like, my reading has changed because we've been planning out books for the podcast mm-hmm. more. And we've been, like, reading for school more. And, like, it's so different. Like, the lens that you read under... Yeah. It's crazy. It, like, ruins reading, almost. Not that it ruins reading. This didn't ruin reading for me. I didn't mean this <laughs> book. I wasn't getting mad, but, like, you know, because it, like, it's almost like, oh, well, now that you want me to do it, I don't want to. Yeah. Those were basically all of our thoughts. Um, thanks for bearing with us. We really... We're really, we're, we're, we're reading a lot right now because we have so much planned for the summer. Mm-hmm. We didn't think this through. We didn't. So it's going to be a chaotic but fun summer. I think it'll be good. I think it will be. And that being said, our next book that we will be reviewing is A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss. Ah! Kaylee made me read it. I'm eating it up. Ah! And let me get my phone so I can tell you when you have to have it read by. Because this is peer pressure. July 5th. Whoa. Is it? I know it. Yeah. All right. And I will be gone. I'm leaving Kaylee to fend for herself. Mm-hmm. I'm um, so sad. I'll be in the episode because we're doing a lot of, like, recording in advance. But I'm just, mm-hmm. like, leaving Kaylee for the month of July. It's going to be really <laughs> sad for me. But, yeah. Yeah, so we're doing... I'm excited. I'm really excited. I'm excited for everything we have planned this summer. It's just... Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. We didn't think it through. And if you guys want to follow us on social media, you can do so on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram at what the book podcast with only one t uh you can tell us what you want us what you want to see us review you can just chit chat with us about the books that we review about just books in general that's about it follow us on spotify give us a good rating please (laughs) i mean no pressure but like pressure yeah we appreciate you all (laughs) we do and we'll see you in the next one